3: You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network.
4: I got fifty. I got fifty for days.
0: Brought to you by Finning Canada, the parts you need when you want them.
5: Good for you, Welcome to. I mean, well, that's how it's going to start with you just good. saying "Good for you." Yeah, Welcome to the Real Life podcast. We're good still for brought you, Finning Canada. But now, shout out to Hanson Distillery. Damn right. Welcome to the podcast, boys. Oh yeah. We have a special guest in studio. Don't a we? Very today, special
0: guest, a pro. A pro to come in here and help us clean up this mess we call a
5: podcast
0: that's now almost doing 10,000 downloads, which by my math is every single person on earth, Jungle Jim Jerome. Hey, listen, someone's getting a reach around for 10,000 downloads. Or something. Well, I downloaded 9,993 9, yeah, times. I
3: provide the reach rounds. There you go. Thank you. Yeah,
4: nice. It's cool. I uh, thanks for coming on the show. It's it's great to be here. I love I love you guys. I listen to the show. So uh, what's his face? I don't even know if you can use real names. No, from- we can't. We don't use any names okay. on the show. So uh, let's call him Shell. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So uh, hooking us up. Yeah. Did a podcast. Want to want to sit in with you guys. So I listened to one. Yeah. Okay. Hot mess. It's no no fuck. It was good. Oh. Okay. It was good. All it's right. really good. I th- it's like the two. It's two Tasmanian devils. Yeah. Fast man, it was fast. fast. Lots of fast talking. Really good. I couldn't keep. I couldn't keep up. Was oh really God. good though. Loved yeah. it. Loved it.
0: So for those of the listeners, the, the ten thousand listeners, we'll call them the lucky ten thousand. Maybe <laughs> walk us in. Tell us. Tell us who you are. Tell us what you're doing for people who don't know the Jungle gym story and and how you came to be sitting here
4: in Edmonton with us in the KGB interrogation room at the nice. bad room of the studio. Um, Okay, I've got I've got three children that are absolutely pulverizing my dreams. Right, I'll <laughs> do that. I uh, came I came out here in the mid eighties yeah. with uh, I drove a van for Molson in the summers. I'm a lot older than you guys. Yeah, so I got a job here uh, looking after the Oilers. They were the big sponsors oh, cool. back in the day because uh, I know you want to talk about some of that. Oh yeah, they sponsored all the Canadian teams. So I was looking after the Oilers in 1985. Fucking heyday. Holy you know? moly. What a job to land. What a job. What a job. Uh, so I, I was doing that for a few years. And then I got into the, uh, I used to go to a bar called the Sidetrack. Oh, yeah. Years oh, ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. know the Sidetrack,
3: you guys? No, I, oh, I've heard tales. You know, I drove they, by it as a child my yeah. parents. said You're never allowed in there. And I said, oh, good,
4: good. <laughs> anyway, did a, uh, I used to go there and win the joke. The joke off each night. Okay, Yeah, joke off every know. night at the sidetrack. Uh, Monday nights. Monday nights I had this comedy ball, and then you could tell jokes at the end. I've always been able to sort of tell a joke and do accents and shit like that. So uh, the host couldn't make it one night, so the owner of the bar phoned me. Said you got to come and host this thing. So that's what I did, and I started doing it every Monday, and then I started doing more and more gigs. Comedy. Met my wife. Uh, moved back to Ottawa. Uh, I my dad was sick, and so we moved back there, and I was emceeing and roasting. Brian Kilray. Oh, who is Ottawa Sixty Seven. That's right. Good one. Nice. Didn't think I'd know Nailed that, did you? Bag nice. milk. Nice. Oh, Nailed it. I know a few things that you might not know. And then the bag milk. Bag milk. We got to get bagged to that later.
3: with a D. Ba- yeah, with a D. Milk. yeah. 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 Very uh, serious names. Very
0: serious. It's embarrassing meeting somebody who's like legitimate. You are
3: like, <laughs> oh hi. <laughs> no, could you call me bagged milk yeah. on my yeah. podcast, please? <laughs> oh, I insist, sir. I just watched you on YouTube. You have all sorts <laughs> of commercials with
0: Gretzky. Please call me <laughs> bagged milk. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so you're doing the joke offs on so Monday. Yeah, no, so I, I moved was, back uh, to Ottawa, Brian
4: Kilray. Yeah, was a, I'm seeing a roast on Brian Kilray and there was a guy from a radio station saw me and said, I got, it was a sports radio station. It was called The Team. Uh, well, even before The Team, it was Ottawa Sports Radio and then The Team, which is now TSN Radio. Right. Okay. So he said, I, I got a bunch of sports nerds there. I need some levity. Would you mind sitting in? You know, I said, okay. So, uh, I started doing that sitting in over the summers and, uh, eventually got offered a morning show. Uh, brand new station uh, and the show was called "Three uh, three guys on the radio it was the actual name of the show oh genius yeah it was oh, genius yeah. was there so, three guys three guys oh it yeah. accurate yeah. it was yeah. t, it was called tigor t g o r tigor uh, three guys on the radio second t is silent was the, was the name of the show tigor uh, and it was off the map with the shit we were allowed to do it was owned by a chum yeah, uh, the yeah wa- much the music wa- guys. The Waters family, that's right. Of and the guy loved it, and uh, <laughs> the whole premise was, it was sports talk, you know, update every 20 minutes, uh, you know, morning show, 5.30 till 9, uh, with guests and talking hockey. Uh, now,
0: this is pre-Senators.
4: Uh, no, no, no. Early senators. Yeah, early, well, pretty early. I was. I started doing that in ninety nine. Oh, okay. That was long. Then. That was yeah. Senators were around.
0: The Rodic Bonk era of the senators. That's it's right. Not like, oh, Alexander Digg's riding in a carriage down <laughs> the middle of Ottawa. Shit, right? Remember that?
4: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander Digg's in a yeah. nurse's outfit in uh, across the river in Hull. Oh, what? I yeah. remember that photo. Remember? What yeah. was he doing again? What well, he loved he... going to get smashed across the river. Hall of, of course, was open until three. Right. That's all changed now. Yeah, but yeah, back yeah. in those days, so anyway, he was. Apparently, he said, well, he's an awfully quiet guy until someone saw him dressed up as a nurse in a bar on Halloween or something. Oh, Halloween. Or he thought it was Halloween. Was like, yeah. Who, yeah, yeah. Am Who among us? us? It's, it's Halloween. You know. It's February, Alexander. And I don't even want to tell you how your career ends. In now this now I like you. Now I'll pay you a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. keep doing that. Anyway, so uh, we started doing this show uh, in 1999. And um, it was it awesome off the map with the stuff we were allowed to do for network radio, which you can't do anymore. Yeah. Well, eventually I got fired, but uh, I got let go with like a bunch of- Like all good careers, go, with, yeah. Like, yeah. firework of- you know, yeah, especially in radio. Yeah, yeah. Something you did on air? Well, I did a couple of things that were close, close on air, but uh, this show's just sort of busted loose, uh, and the, so the owner of Chum loved it, which gave us a lot of creative license. But So on a Monday morning, for example, uh, we would have a couple of lesbians on to explain to us- how many members of a band that they knocked down over the weekend or oh, something? Oh, nice! Yeah, so we did that, uh, and then my mother was doing NFL picks. Uh, we did a dirty word spelling bee. Oh, beauty! Yeah, yeah. So and on and on and on and on. So uh, that was a good run. It was thir- end up being thirteen years. Outstanding. Outstanding. How did you come back out here? I, well, my wife was from here. I met oh. her. We moved to Ottawa. Uh, because we had to go back, because like I said, my dad was sick. But she, the deal always was, she gets to come back out here. So we ended up coming back out west. Was I didn't want to keep the deal, but I'm I'm glad I came back. You uh, did your show in Ottawa from Edmonton. Yeah. So what yeah. happened was, uh, we started doing this show, and it was it was just it was just crazy. The I'd never been in radio before, and I went marching into the uh, program director, saying, "So tell me how you want me to play it." And he said. <laughs> hey, listen there, big fella, okay? Just, <laughs> All right, cool you, your jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which demographic are we going after, you know? And he said, you just go be you, and we'll look after the rest. So it was a dream job, you yeah. know? It was just the arena was right for it. And uh, so we, um, we started doing the show, and then it was an AM station, of course. Uh, there are a couple other F- F- FM stations there. And uh, the ratings started going up, you know? And, uh we we certainly could. oh that feel like bagel no concept <laughs> so you did it and then it worked yeah. that sounds strange don't was, you mean you stressed out and had to fire everybody yeah and, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah so this thing I I don't know why it worked uh, it just happened to be lucky and good timing and I got to say whatever I wanted yeah. on the radio I had no experience um, and then my wife said okay we're going back now we've been here long enough and I was. Say, whoa, 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 wait yeah. a minute here. I'm killing it. I had a contract with them and it uh, was going good and the ratings were good. And she said, hey, deal's a deal. So I went to the station, you know, crying. And uh, they said, no, 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 this can't happen. You know, in radio, if your ratings are good, you're the Pope. Right. If they're bad, you're gone. Right. It's just, you know, that, that's the way it works, yeah. right? So um, the ratings were good at the time. And the guy said, no, no, we got to make this work. So they set me up with a kit yeah. in my basement uh, here in town. Uh, and I was doing it every morning at three thirty live uh The two other guys were back in ottawa and uh, In fact, it was the only show uh in the world that was live five days a week, and the parties were four thousand miles apart that 's unbelievable yeah three thirty was, in the morning, nothing like a
0: convenient hour
4: yeah, to yeah do that your was thing, a little testy it? You know, at What the, was
3: your schedule like at that time? Like we go to bed at seven
4: o'clock. Well, I'd stay up a lot of times. I'd stay up. You know, mm-hmm. I was a great boozer back then too. So I found, you know, oh yeah, you got f- some night frozen vodka and stuff. You know, worked really well. No so, one knows
0: how you're living when
4: it's three thirty in the morning in your yeah. own basement studio. Exactly. So uh, it lasted for a while. It lasted for a while, but I just couldn't do it. But again, the ratings were. I said, this is killing me. I can't. I had young kids. I had to get up at three. I I was a notorious. Uh, sleep-in guy. Okay. For, for years. Sure. For years. I, I mean, it was like, oh, Jerome's not here again, you know, but um, so it wasn't, they, they never thought I'd be able to pull it off, and they were right. I said, I, I just can't do it, you know. It's like morning radio, at the best of times, at 5.30 or 6 in the morning, you end up living your life in Six hour chunks. Yeah. You're doing the show. You, well, you know, if you've ever done it, like oh, got it. a friend
0: of mine here in the station is, is the morning guy. And I'm like, man, oh, man, like that's got to be some hard yards.
4: Like, it's a kill. And if you have any sort of family or anything or any sort of like, you know, you're. We don't, of course. No. So you guys no, are okay. No, we yeah. share a sleeping bag every night at uh, <laughs> Nation HQ.
3: I have appearances on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. and I complain as I'm rolling into the studio. On then. the morning like, show. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, God, it's early. How do you do this? Oh, I've been here since 6 a.m. I couldn't even imagine.
4: I'll tell you what, you never, ever get used to it. No. No, oh, like any morning guy. There has been long-time morning guys, you know, 20, 30-year morning guys. Never do you get used to it because you're up for six, go to sleep for three, up for another six, you know, blah, blah. It's crazy. Well, shift work, I mean, being in Alberta, like I know guys who are working up
0: north, and they say, like— even just going in for seven days in, ten days out, you never get used to that, right? Because you're working around the clock, and then you come home, and you're like, I literally have nothing to do right. for another week. Or whatever and the rest
4: of the world is up from eight in the morning till ten yeah. at night. Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody else, but nice people, normal people, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, any I couldn't, I couldn't do it. You know, and yet the ratings were good, and I said, I can't do, I can't do this four hours at three thirty in the morning. You know, I'm staying. The guy said, okay, fine, just do the last two hours. Because no. the ratings are good. You're the yeah, yeah, oh, wow. I said, Maximum okay, leverage. Yeah, okay. So yeah. anyway, we did it for a while, and then in, I did it right till long run for Morning Radio, like 12 years. You know, was wow. usually they get mixed up there pretty good, uh, or fired, or let go for yeah. other reasons. So uh, I did that until 2012. Bell Media bought the company, right. bought Chum. Bought Chum. And they wiped out 50 guys. And, well, huge cutbacks. So. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's the ra- that's the radio story. But uh,
0: I heard the legend of you from Jason Gregor here at the studio one time. We were talking about like do whatever you want. And He's like, did you know that the top radio host in Ottawa does a show from his house in Edmonton? I'm like, what in the sweet fuck yeah. for real? Like, yeah, yeah. that's really really interesting. That's not a story it you was, hear. A lot. And
4: back then, it was a little technically uh, uh, tougher. Yeah, in 1999, I mean, you guys grew up with the internet and everything. But so it was. It really was just a, a high quality telephone line. Okay, ISDN line, like that exactly. You to yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, oh, oh. Nice. That and Brad Kilroy for forty.
0: Alex, oh, nice. Man. Yeah, I'm on fire I don't that. know what it meant. Trying to impress Jim Jerome. Bag <laughs> me Don't worry about. it. Oh, he
3: did his homework today. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. you would plug into the wall. Plug and it into the the you, wall. Were, you were like it was
4: like you were there. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. you couldn't tell listening in Ottawa. Right. But I did. I mean, I did it from a bathroom in uh, Banff because <laughs> I was there with my kids <laughs> and I had to do the show. Uh, so I didn't want to, we were in one room. Yeah. And, uh, so I didn't want to wake him up. I went to go outside and the fucking line froze. Like I took it out of the balcony. There's it, a Canadian it? radio moment, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, yeah. With the headset out there freezing. And so I said, I, I went inside. I said, I don't want to wake up the kids. So I locked myself in the bathroom. So I've done it from bathrooms and. That's good radio. Yeah. I did it from, uh, I did one with, uh, Bobby Hall. We were in Phoenix and Bobby Hall was there. And we did it from a sales office in in a hotel, like next door and shit like that. So, so. did
0: the listeners know that you weren't in town? Or you're like, the Older traffic man. on the Rideau Canal is awful this morning. <laughs> They're like, you're not even here,
4: Jim. You don't know about the Rideau Canal traffic. Yeah. No, if you were a new listener, you wouldn't know. Yeah. But old ones did. And would people you know, ever ask, like, how are things out in Edmonton? Yeah, oh, yeah. There oh, was yeah. all sorts of shit like that, you know, or about bastards. What about
3: when they would patch you in, like, the last two hours? And then, by the way, coming in from Edmonton, just waking up, Jim Jerome. Yeah,
4: yeah the two hosts were pissed with that. Sure. I mean, it's like, uh, what's going on? They're waking up early while some of us yeah. are sleeping. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it was it was lively. I mean, we got to the, the, whole, the whole idea of that show, much like your show. When you listen to. Oh, it. this isn't a show. These, no. these, these things aren't plugged into anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know, but no, no. No, no. it's yeah, like. You a think show. you're talking to something. In theory, people me. were listening. Yeah, you guys reminded me of what we used to do. So the whole, the program director or the boss came forward and said, This is what I want this show to be. It's called Three Guys on the Radio. And, and just like guys, okay, uh, they're going to get together and they're going to start talking sports. And in the end, they're going to talk broads. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's the whole idea was three guys getting together, having a beer, talking about what happened the mm-hmm. day before. And they all, you know, they all start in sports, and again, they end up talking about brats. So, I, like, I could, I, I, thought it was sort of, am I on candid camera here Did this guy? You know, just say, just go talk. Yeah, for just three give hours. Me my dream job, yeah. Yeah, and I used to be late. I was either I was drunk or either hung over a lot of those mornings, <laughs> and I was fucking late. And the the boss would call me in. Uh, you know, I thought I was going to get in shit. He didn't know I was not intentionally late. He thought. Sure. And the program director was like, "Hey, listen, I love this thing here where you're pretending you're drunk and showing up late every once <laughs> oh, in a while. Pretending, oh, sure. of course. Yeah, uh, and it was that's good. I, I mean, it was like, um, okay, I can yeah, keep doing that. Ah, the know, enabling so. entourage of a yeah. celebrity. Yeah, hey? yeah exactly. Yeah, Just sure. keep it going. Just yeah, keep it going. Sure, deliver the ratings. Um, anyway, in the end, in the <laughs> end, it's uh, A couple things changed. You know, that was that was back in the day when shock radio was alive and well. Okay. The guy in the market was Howard Stern. Sure. Okay, Howard Stern was the guy, yeah. right? There was another guy named Don Imus from years ago, yeah, yeah, who's a, you know a legendary, iconic radio host from Boston, but but Stern was the guy, you know, mm-hmm. that when I started talking about blowjobs and you know dropping the f bombs and all that stuff, um, but now it's not anymore, you it's know, swung back around. Well, sh- no, sh- everyone's doing shock radio. Oh, I see. Right? Everyone, we get to swear and say, you yeah. know, I mean, it's just changed so much from that day. Like I got I got in trouble. Uh, you know, if you were offended by our show, much like yours, then you don't get it.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't they, think we've ever offended anybody. Either. No, no you can't. I, probably cuz no one's ever listened. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. No. But if you did, <laughs> yeah. if someone did, it'd yeah. be like, dude, Whatever. obviously, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. this is a this is a fun deal. Beat it, yeah. Uh so I was saying things like uh you know, there's a pride parade in Ottawa, there's a pride parade in Ottawa that weekend. We're so we come on Monday. And uh I always knew exactly what I was saying, but people thought this is crazy. You know, some of it was. Some of it just blurted out. And I would say stuff like, uh, the gays are up to it again. Right. Which is okay. You know what I mean? That's not and, and the and the hosts would go. You mean the gay community, Jim? Right. I went, oh, well, whatever. Okay. And they're, they're doing this pride parade. And this guy's looking at me going, okay, what? What? where is this going? Oh, my inbox okay. full of lawsuits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Where's yeah, this yeah, going? yeah. I said, listen, you know, the, the, the whole thing about pride is the big thing is if guys are, people are gay, but they're still in the closet, is this is the weekend that's going to show them it's okay to come out. Okay. And I'm saying, so I went down and had a look. Okay. And say you're a lawyer or you're a sales guy who works at a clothing store, and you're gay, and you're trying to decide if you're going to come out of the closet. If you went down and watched that parade, you ain't coming out of the closet, you know, (laughs) with the guy in the leather underwear and the whips and all this stuff. And and so I said, you you know, put a a guy with a shirt and tie, you know, a little button-down call. Put him on the float, and you might get a lot of guys coming out of the closet. That's a damn nice briefcase. Maybe it's my turn to come out of the closet. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly, you know. So we were talking about this, and he's looking at me, and he says, well, what if your son was gay? And I said, uh, now understand, I'm a, I, I grew up in the 60s. I was born in the 60s. Yeah. And I had three children. I said, this, I got suspended, I think, for a couple of days. <laughs> I said, if my son was gay, I would love him slightly less than my other kids. Right? Was this? Sure. Just like this. Yeah, dead yeah, silence. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. What? I said, oh, there'd be lots of parental love, but I'm just not there yet. You know, I'm not ready for it. I'm not, uh, you know, if you listen to guys like Louis C.K. and Bill Burr and all that stuff, right? They refer it all the time, right? I'm yeah. just I'm just not ready for that fucking shit yet, you know, sort of thing. Uh, anyway, that, that's what we got to do back in that day. And then uh, Bell Bottom. Yeah. And, they, you know, there was a few more restrictions there, which would have had a lot to, uh, to do with me leaving get, or getting asked to leave, you know, they're with that, those 50 guys. So, um so it was it was unique back in that day. we were lucky with the timing the 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 you know the karma like you guys have when mm-hmm. you, you know and uh the content the what was happening back then was good uh not 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 that there's not tons of content, but it just it just all aligned at that time you know, so I think that like morale is or morals rather is like a weird thing right like to your story about like
0: having a gay son and stuff yeah. like that I didn't really understand. How to like create, I still don't understand. I'm not doing anything particularly good, but I don't understand how to create like both sides of an argument. One guy says something that makes the other person uncomfortable on the air, and then you talk through it. Yeah. Because if everyone's agreeing all the time, if you don't have that one guy in the conversation who's like, I'm going to put something on the board a little bit controversial, right? For the sake of controversy, and hidden in that is like some truth, but it's wrapped in a candy coating of being crazy or being controversial or whatever. But that's what people want to hear.
4: They want to hear, you know, a, re- a really good radio in my mind. Yeah. A really good radio is uh, planned spontaneity. Right. Planned off the cuff. Sure. Right? Which sounds stupid, but if you think about it. So when we did that show, if you don't have some sort of idea of going into the show. Yeah. Okay, you've got nowhere to go. So what we would do is say, okay, e, we have to do this every day. Yeah. Okay, every morning. Uh, there'd be the obvious stuff going over the fucking senators and all this stuff, which I, I just couldn't stand. Breaking down a hockey game, you know, the night before and, so we came with three things. So if each guy had three things that they came to in the morning... so you each had three things. Yeah. We ne- for a ne- three-hour show. Yeah, nine things. You're going okay. to sure, sure. You're gonna get to two of them. Sure, You're going to get to two of them, man. Like this. Yeah. Right? We talked earlier. We do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And now we're 20 minutes in, right? Right. So, what, what, so if you took a topic, then what the plan was, here's how it works. We're going to present a topic, okay? Uh, what do you guys think of Gord Downey? We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so the topic... What do we think? Okay. What do you think? Radio's because you got callers mm-hmm. and email now. Mm-hmm. So, this is what you know, uh, Wanye thinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little over the top the mm-hmm. tribute to Gor, uh, Gord Downey. Really? You know, I don't think so. What are you out of your mind, Wanye? This mm-hmm. guy, da, 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 da. Emails start to come in. So, here's what we think. What do you think? And then the kicker is what does an expert think of it?
3: Right. Okay. In this story, you're the expert, bagman Of course.
0: Yeah, let's go through this. Let's do a topical issue. Let's that's see r- what it's right. like to be okay. on Ottawa radio. Are you ready?
3: I'm always the expert. Let
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> let's lead. Let's lead with this. So yeah. there's a lot of talk now in Ottawa, the tragic pa- the passing of Gord Downey, lead singer of right. the Tragically Hip, and we
4: are looking at a whole bunch of ideas on how to honor the man. So why don't we walk through this? Right. So I saw something the other day. Yeah. On, uh, um, I, I get sucked into the vortex of Facebook every once in a while. <laughs> now we're talking about stuff we know too. Yeah, that's right. So, I saw something. I, I guess they're talking about. I'm not a very prepared guy. Through all that, through all that discussion about bringing three things, I was the worst at it. You know. <laughs> but I saw a thing on the uh, email the other day, or on Facebook. Sorry, where they said uh, where they were addressing the prime minister about. And I suspect he said, we're going to lower the flag to half-mast. Okay. okay for At Go- Parliament Hill. Yeah. I'm yeah. assuming that, I hope I'm not talking about the school, for Gord Downey. Because sure. the, the guts of this letter to the Prime Minister was, really? You're lowering a flag for Gord Downey? And my uh, neighbor's 21-year-old son mm-hmm. got shot in Iraq. Where's the flag for that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's some of this thing that's created. Like everyone's, you know, when Gord Downey got brain cancer... It was like, this is amazing, this is amazing, this is amazing. The outpouring, well, you guys would know what's yeah. been going on. Every time you flip, flip anything on, it's about Gord Downie. You know, uh, you know w- one side is, okay, okay, I get it, but why? Mm-hmm. The, the interesting thing to me is why. Mm-hmm. And when you read some of it, to me, it's like, okay, the song meant something to you. Locked in the trunk of your car or whatever, you know, that meant something to you. But really, a state funeral? Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm sort of of two schools on it, you know. Uh, I'm afraid to talk badly about it because the guy has this iconic thing. But but my interest in it is why why is why is I'm going to date myself here, but. Uh, uh, these, you know, Tommy Hunter, mm-hmm. Anne Murray, mm-hmm. uh, Ian Tyson, mm-hmm. these guys over the years. Anne Murray's not dead, is she? No, no, Anne's oh, thank alive. Oh my God, she looks dead. <laughs> she looks dead, but she's alive. Zing. Anyway, those guys have been singing about this country for years. This sure. whole thing on Downey was, well, he sings about hockey, and if it's in Canada, of course it's going to be a smash, smash hit. You know, but tons of musicians have been doing that over the years. So, I think half the reason it is is because they're so fucking good. Yeah, tragically sure. Hit. Right, they were an internationally renowned yep. band. You know, they, had, they had trouble getting into the states to break through with their record label and all that stuff. But that's why, you know, I, did Gore do a bunch other than sing? And you know, he traveled the country. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was an outspoken guy. He did a lot for First Nations yeah, and stuff like that. North, yeah. But the reaction to his death is is over the top. You mm-hmm. know? I, what do you think? So now I do my thing. Yeah. What do you? Think? So, so interestingly, to start out
0: with, right? I think it's it's interesting that you said like I'm scared to talk about it. Mm. Because one of the interesting things I think about 2017 is that people are genuinely in an era where everyone's preaching tolerance and listen to everybody. There's a large group of people who feel like on any given topic, their uh, opinion isn't welcome. Right. So you're like, it is extraordinarily unpopular to suggest that Gore Downey, the tragically hip, should not have a flag at half-mast at our parliament building. Yeah. Right. Right. Very interesting because in the social media world where the most negative people speak the most online, if you were to say something like that and then just get deluged with hate tweets or hate emails or whatever the case may be, you could incorrectly conclude everybody is against you. And I think that's one of the reasons why people are, we were talking last (laughs) week about like peak social media is that you get the impression everyone's against you all the time because especially on controversial topics, it's very divisive. Right. So for example, for my actual opinion on this- I Milky Beck. Milky
4: Bag. This yeah, guy's yeah. good. Oh, this yeah. guy's good. He knows right? things. Oh, he no. knows stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll right. tell
0: you, I knew about uh, Brian Kilray. That was something. That's strong. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. moving back over, I think that, like, I'm not a tragically hip guy. Right. Right. I like gangster rap and stuff like that. I'm a weirdo. But mm. I re- they're like the Rolling Stones to me of Canada. Right. I respect where they were at. Now, comparing and contrasting, like, let's God forbid the lead singer, of The Bare Naked Ladies, dies. Right, another very popular band sure. wrote the Big Bang Theory song, and now they're all trillionaires. Right? right? Would there be the same reaction if somebody in the Bare Naked Ladies dies? I don't think so. I think that the the tragically hip transmuted over into like legendary status somewhere along yeah. the way, where all of a sudden people were like, "This is speaking to me." But the way in which Gord passed, the way in which how many rock bands get to the end of their lifespan as a band, do a show for 30 people at a venue that holds 300. Right. The manager walks out and they're like, sorry, boys, that's the end. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the tragically hip went out on top and they did a coast-to-coast tour and the prime minister's there and blah, 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 blah. And I think that invoked a lot of emotion in Canadians that you can project things in your own life, people you didn't get to say goodbye to, right. on to Gord.
4: Yeah, and uh, the, the other thing the other thing he did in his songs was, was mention – uh, all Canadian things. Sure. Like his actual lyrics. You yeah. know, he, like Bob Cajun is a town I know in Ontario, yeah. right? And he mentions this. I, I'm not a huge fan of the hip. Like I wasn't, you know, I got their stuff and uh, there's a couple tunes that I like. Sure, but, but I think they were, the, the, the hockey connection that he wrote about hockey, his, yeah. his godfather, the guy with the Bruins, uh, pe- people will shoot me if they, uh, if they knew this, but he had, a, he had a relative who was with the Boston Bruins. Gordon uh, did. Yeah, yeah. Gord Downey. Cool. Yeah, uh, and I think Harry Sinden, the president of the Bruins, is a is a has a connection. Yeah, a relative of his. And that's when you're leaching, not
0: leaching. You're, you're you're growing into like royalty status, right? That's right. Where you're like, I know this guy, yeah. I know that guy. I think another interesting thing about the hip, too, one of the reasons why people love him so much is that Gord is a poet, right? And so as a normal guy listening to the tragically hip, I don't have a clue what the hell half those things are about. Those right. songs, right? Whereas again, people can project what they think it's about onto them, and good poets or good artists present you something that you can interpret. It yourself and that's super meaningful to you, right? And I think for a lot of Canadians, Gord was singing to them in Thunder Bay yep. or out on the island or wherever they were throughout time. Like uh, Bob McKenzie did. A, I don't know if you saw, but Bob McKenzie did a big thing about what the tragically hit meant to him, and he remembered this song at this point in his life and this song at that point mm-hmm. in their life. And there aren't a lot of bands that can give you those milestones for twenty or right. thirty
4: years. Or, but but tons of people have a, you know some reference to some band to some song. Mm-hmm. You know, like the first time I danced. Slow was Stairway to Heaven or, sure. or whatever it is, you know. But these guys, um, you know, I, I think it's because of hockey the, that connection that he had to hockey. It's like Brett Kissel, okay, the yeah. country guy oh, yeah. who who became famous on the planet Earth when he his microphone didn't work and he, he yes. yeah. didn't work yeah. I'm air quote right yeah, and yeah, and, yeah, and everyone yeah. just went ballistic yeah. about this guy. Now I was laughing because they have been pointing the microphone to crowds. For five years now, mm-hmm. you know, to sing the to yeah. do the anthems, yeah. you know, and all of, I, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, it's like this is not that big a deal. They do it on purpose. Yeah, and all the but but remember the reaction. Oh, it was amazing. It yeah, it was unreal around the world. So, and it's probably because it was a hockey thing. Well, it's know, almost if you know, did that
0: at a rodeo. I don't think anyone would give a fuck. <laughs> no, yet. no, no. You know no, what I mean? Or a and not game. a lot of bands are necessarily interacting with hockey in a meaningful fashion, right? right? So when you're the tragically hip and you're like laying down the tracks for Hockey Night in Canada and stuff like that, now you've got like two pillars of being a Canadian institution for all time. Right. And I think that, you know, remember when Princess Diana passed away, right? And Britain lost its shit. Right. I think one of the reasons for that was that, you know, there was a lot of tension building up in Britain in in that era. And there isn't a natural outlet for it. And a lot of people identified with Princess Diana not because they knew her on a personal level, but because they had felt persecuted or they felt that they, their friends or they were disrespected in their marriage or whatever it was they were putting onto it. Mm -hmm. But once that emotion starts... Crowd emotion is a very weird thing, right? Right. All of a sudden, they're running out of flowers in England because everyone's laying them down. (laughs) I'm serious, (laughs) right? And I think that Gord Downey passing away, like all my friends to a man were super, super, super upset last summer. When they did yeah. the farewell tour, yeah. when they got the brain, we c- had like a couple of the boys yeah. at
3: the office went to both shows that were here. And like they guys really I know, that he, yeah, that don't even have emotions.
0: Right, this was like their outlet where it was okay for them to be sad, or it was okay for them to be upset, mm-hmm. or it was okay like for the injustice of a 52 year old man passing away from brain cancer, which is very very tragic. All the times in their lives they weren't able to let that emotion out. Now they have their chance, and it's
4: even more. It's even more spectacular. Uh, because social media has been around a long time for you to stand out. Okay. With something like that against social media where everyone has everything in a second. Yeah. Okay. Any protest, any, any, any poetry, some guy laid down that, that, you know, that people hear the quote it's, it's, you got it now back in those days. You know when tragically hip was you you, you didn't you didn 't have any of that, or you know tragically has it now, but back in the day, say the Quebec referendum, for example, sure, okay, if they have it every fucking thirty years, that they want to separate. <laughs> uh, I remember an athlete uh, a curling guy okay when the when the uh, referendum was up, so the Briar is all the provinces, okay yeah. team, the guy from Quebec okay they were, they were right in the heat of the referendum with whoever it was, Randy or whoever the... This guy, so the, the opening parade where they marched the teams onto the ice, he came out waving a Canadian flag. It was brilliant. Yeah. Okay? The country went it upside down over that thing, right? And, and that's when, you, you know, you couldn't take a picture and send it to your buddy and all sure. that stuff. So it's even, it's even more um, spectacular that the Tragically Hip are doing this in a time where everyone's got information on everything mm-hmm. all day, you know? So I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't think I agree... I don't know if I agree, I don't know about you guys, with the whole flag at half-mast after I read that email of someone saying, you got to be kidding me, because people have given up their life for this country, you know, so mm-hmm. this may be far too fucking serious for this Baggy thing, milk? No, 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 we'll flip milk. it
0: around after here and okay. do some
4: funny shit. I think this is great. This is good. I think the
3: Tragically Hip are one of those bands. They're a piece of Canadiana that kind of transcends people's political beliefs, their personal beliefs, whatever there was, and it's like you said, you where... They provided an outlet for people to just be themselves no matter what they have going on and to have that ripped away so early can really affect people and it was one of those moments where everybody could come together regardless of what's going on, regardless of what Trump said, regardless of what Trudeau's doing, Mm -hmm. whatever else we're pissed off about in the country, everybody knows the Tragically Hip as that piece of Canadian art that everybody knows about and everybody can kind of bond over. And I think that his death is one of those moments. Now, should he have a military funeral or whatever is going on? I actually didn't know about this, but uh, nice job, expert. Um, <laughs> what the
0: hell? You're ahead yeah. of me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but
3: I could also understand why they would. I think that the art that the Tragically Hip created, the message that Gord Downey put out there is something that, regardless of where you're at in your life, it'll, it, it can kind of touch you at a core level.
4: Yeah, he, here's the other reason, I think. You're a, you're a rap fan. Oh, yeah. Okay? And I, but I, rappers die all the time. We're never yeah. sad. We're like, oh, this. sweet, his next mixtape, certainly platinum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he died. Bird so I'm, I'm an M&M guy, okay? Yeah. oh, yeah. And, and uh, I'm dating myself. But Fitty, okay? Oh, yeah. I listen to Fitty, okay? 50. Oh, yeah. yeah, good on you, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. that's the other reason why the hip, uh, why the timing of this thing and the band is spending and him dying is because there's a certain demographic or age group of people that aren't gangsters. Okay, that aren't gangster, yeah. that aren't young thug, yeah. that Ooh, aren't Whoa, 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 nice whoa. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, Brian Killaray yeah. to take a back seat, he yeah, just young. A young thug. So I, I think there's a whole group of people yeah. my age, Yeah. or slightly younger and older, that aren't into that. Well, that's another interesting and point, too. I think too. that's why. It's a, it's a nice band.
0: The hip you know? brings together a massive audience with a very wide demo. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure, sure, and you know, to your point, Bag Milk, about like, are they going to be able to do a military funeral? There isn't a politician alive that, once the winds of popular opinion start blowing, that will stand up to him. Right, right. The Queen of England was like, "We're not lowering the flag to half mast at Buckingham Palace because Princess Diana is no longer a prince." Yeah, right. She's tough. And guess what happened. A week later, the bloody flag's at half-mast, and the right. Queen's out doing a walkabout because, if you've seen the movie The Queen, yep. excellent movie, by the way, uh, they're freaking out. They're wondering if the monarchy is going to be repealed because the average Briton, British person at that point was so pissed off because they viewed the royal family had killed Princess Diana, this, right. and that, and the other. They capitulated.
4: Yeah, and, you, and if you're a politician, I mean, you better, you better be damn sure you know what you're doing before you start to talk about it, lowering, a, you know, I say, so what? Half of me goes, lower the flag. Yeah. Okay. So what? Yeah. Give it to you. are going to have six million other people calling in, going, You lowered this thing before you did it for this guy. Yeah. You know, so Mm -hmm. it's so subjective, right? Right.
0: Like, if you're the prime minister and you're trying to make a call like this, there is no good decision. Because right. if you say no, like you say, everyone be like, "Well, you're a real asshole. You don't even like the tragically hip." And I'm wondering if you even know where the hundredth meridian is, right. Prime Minister Trudeau. Right. And then on the other hand, if you do do it, like military families, like you say, who have a per, like, it, it's hard to say like who meant more. And those are conversations that, in especially in 2017, where you're worried about offending people, right? You can't have a conversation about who's worth more to the Canadian society, a soldier that passed on in the line of service, or mm-hmm. Gord Downey. Like that is called an untouchable subject.
4: Yeah, you're, you know, come up with some idea, Justin or whoever come up with some ideas, say, okay, once a month we're going to lower the flag to represent... Now, all Canadians. See, I don't,
0: it's it, probably rules about what, who can have a flag lowered. Like, I live right beside the legislature building right. in a tree, and I'm driving by all the time, and I look, I'm like, why is a flag at half-mast? Those things are up and down like a hooker's drawers. Can we yeah, say that? Absolutely. <laughs> a whore's knickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're up, but they're up, they're down, they're right. left, they're right. I have no idea what's happened, why the flags are up and down. So it's not like you have to be, like, a sitting member of Parliament passing away to have a flag lowered.
4: Yeah, and, it, and like you say, it's sort of, oh, someone died, right? You walk yeah. by, someone died, you know? It's the other, the, I mean, the the other issue. The Lively issue, of course, is speaking of anthems. Yeah, you know, with and sports with with, with that whole scene, yeah. you know, that, that's going on. Where I think, I think, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the quarterback who Call started Kaepernick, it, Kaepernick. Yeah, 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 Kaepernick, who with with these guys growing up with social media, which is different because you were talking before the show. What's the what's the differences now compared to when you were? Yeah, when I was your. But I want to do this. I yeah. want to get through this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these guys will look at social media now. Go look at. We can fucking do this, okay? I can kneel during the fucking anthem, and it's going to go around the world. Yeah, okay. Maybe not the best move, Zapper or you know Kaepernick. Mm-hmm, okay, maybe mm-hmm. not the best move because this thing is a shit show. I think I don't. What do you guys think? That the expert you know, bag milk. What do you think?
3: to me they 're exercising whether you believe what the um, whether you believe somebody should kneel during the anthem or not. they have the right to free protest in the u s and they 're exercising it
4: yeah I, I you know what i think I think it 's a lazy man 's fucking protest okay I think it 's a lazy man you want to protest okay then then get on the line, go down to the million man march that they had mm-hmm. go you know if you want to speak out as opposed to I'm just going to kneel, and I'm going to speak volumes about all well, the this The argument
0: shit. about Kaepernick, though, is he does do a lot of social issues well, off the field, right? And he is active in the community, donated a million dollars to something or other. I should have done my research like you told us we need well, to do. Well, yeah, or, or I should
4: have. Yeah, or uh, I should have. Yeah. Let's just go off half But, but most guys. Yeah. For example, for example the NHL, uh, they strike. Yeah. Okay, every time there's a collective bargaining agreement, oh, yeah. there's some sort of strike. And I love hockey. You know, I, I, I got a lot of advantages from, from the NHL because yeah. I knew guys and I got a lot of breaks from it and all the guys that I connected with and all that stuff. Um, however, when they they strike against whatever it is, okay, okay, on their collective bargaining agreement, it certainly isn't their salaries, okay, yeah. or, or, or individual salaries yeah. because they would get they'd get assassinated, uh, <laughs> you know, it with I'm making eight, nine million a year. Yeah. Okay, but they're co- complaining about this, whatever they got to collectively bargain. Okay, if you're really interested, get a get a sign. Okay, Mister Hockey Guy. Yeah. Okay, get a picket sign and pick it. They ain't doing that. No, they ain't doing that. And I and I think that's no good. You know that you're, it's a lazy man's protest.
0: Well, yeah. it's inter- Like I love your opinions, right? I'm I'm firmly of the mind everybody has the right to their opinion. Right. And like when I get lipped off all the time on social media, I think social media is developing like a thick exoskeleton around people where you're going to either become impervious to what people are telling you. Right. And you'll become this weird self-contained being that doesn't listen anymore because everyone's just been shouting shit at you for the last five years on your phone. Right. right. Or you become massively hurt, which is happening to awful. It's happening to people all around the world where you see people are like, someone called me a name. I took that directly to my heart and now I'm going to go lie down in a field and feel
4: terrible. (laughs) Right. Right. Right.
0: I respect the fact that everybody's allowed to have their opinion. Right? For sure. So if you want to come on the show and be like, <laughs> and this isn't what you said, but like, Gord Downey's this and military that and blah, 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 blah. You fundamentally have the right to say that. What pisses me off more than anything is people who are like, that's so intolerant. You're such an asshole. And they... Don't give you the tolerance, you, that they're saying you need to have for other yeah, people. there's no conversation. So it's just transference of blame. Like, you're being intolerant, so you're an asshole for calling someone else an asshole. And that's not productive. Right.
4: I, you know, opinions make the world go around. Yeah. Opinions make great radio shows. Yeah. Uh, especially if there's a topic where you don't have to manufacture a side. OK, there's a, you know, well, that's like earlier, uh, you, go, Jim, saying, like, you are up your ass, Jim, about fucking Gord Downey. This yeah. guy should be, vil- you, know, or, or, you know, raised to the highest mountain, yeah. right? Uh, I don't agree with that, yeah. you know, so. But there is there is something that that I learned a long time ago. If you're arguing with someone about their opinion. So you have this opinion. Yeah. An opinion is an opinion. Yeah. Not based on facts. Sure.
0: Not based I've on I've never facts. said a thing based on facts yeah. just for the record. So yeah.
4: it's your opinion. Sure. And you can argue till you're blue in the face yeah. at the end where you're telling me uh, that bullying should be allowed in schools, and you have all your reasons for it. We yeah. listen to it. The fact is... <laughs> the which we very, do believe, by yeah, the way. <laughs> the very <laughs>
0: popular stance that bullying yeah. <laughs> should be allowed in if schools. If you have a child, yeah, you should be so bullied. off the fuck up, yeah. junior. When I was a kid, we got the strap. That's Getting right. that, get in the locker, son. Yeah, yeah. Here's
4: some advice for your children, okay? Join a gang and yeah. quit school and tell them to take up smoking. The gang but, will take care of you. The gang, the gang will, take, will be exactly. your new family. Yeah, and you will
0: partner of, join M13. Sure. You will be handled.
4: And smoking makes <laughs> you look cool. That's right. Totally cool. Totally cool. Yeah. What was I talking about now? Fuck, I forget. Uh, a right to have an opinion. Oh, the opinion. So yeah. you can argue about this if it's a guy's opinion, he's not going to be convinced by facts. And you can argue till you're blue in the face, and the guy's sort of gray, and then he's going to turn around and look back at you and go, oh, "You're fucking stupid. You don't know what you're talking about." Their opinion will always, always, always be their opinion. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of that shit on Facebook. I mm-hmm. see a lot of that. I don't mind a lively debate. I mean, I, 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 I hate Facebook for. The people who put pictures of their children up there. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about your kid. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't care about your kid. Mm-hmm. I don't care about this frothy diatribe <laughs> about you and your fucking wife being together for fifteen years. You <laughs> oh, know this what is I gold. mean? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, I, yeah, don't, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, what the yeah. fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the equivalent of you coming to my house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen to this, uh, Milky Bag. okay? Yeah, yeah. Of you coming to my house, most of the shit that's on Facebook, and me whipping out the photo album yeah. of my baby pictures. Yeah. You're eventually going to go, fuck, you're going to fake a fucking kidney stone and you're going to leave, right? <laughs> well, think about this, but- though,
0: because you make a very valid point. If I invited you over <laughs> to look at my vacation pictures, or worse yet, photos of my food. Right. Right? <laughs> you check out this bitch and eggs Benedict, boy, right? Yeah. And you'd be like, what the fuck? I'm never coming over to your house again. Right. But the thing that allows 1.3 billion people to do that Allowed a 31 year old to be the fifth richest guy in the world. Right. It's a very strange thing that broken down into its
4: components, nobody would be interested. Yeah. Right. But all assembled together, it's a world beater. Yeah. And it's it's just all of us, all of us, because whatever that number is, a billion. Yeah. Okay. All of us, you know, experiencing the massive bouts of fucking insecurity yeah. that everyone has. Sure. That there's a comedian I saw the other day. I forget his name. Brilliant guy, and he got on and said, "When when something tragic happens, like Vegas." Or, or God forbid, there's been so many in the last little while. And someone jumps on Facebook, <coughs> excuse me. Someone jumps on Facebook and says, "Oh my God, uh, I can't believe what happened. I just want to let you know my thoughts and my prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers. Right? Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you see that guy?
3: But always, you change the filter on your picture on Facebook to add the little Paris yeah, flag. Do, or you know or you, what I'm talking about? The absolutely. guy
4: who did thoughts and prayers. He goes, you know what that means? Fuck all. Yeah. It means nothing. What it does mean is you're turning something tragic. So it's about you, yeah, and I said, "Gee, this guy might be onto something, you know, like these like this this long two page thing about what your wife means to you." You know, uh, on your eighth wedding anniversary, yeah. is really just you trying to show off.
0: Or like when celebrities, when a celebrity passes away, and they'll be like, "Oh, this Ugh. I crossed paths with him on the red carpet at the Golden Globes in '83, and here's a photo of it." So you know, it's really I just about me. That. I <laughs> it's really about I just me, right? Yeah. And uh, it's really about how I met Prince one time at a party and, and, and whatnot. When it really has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah, you're looking at your phone. You no, know I'm why just, you're a yeah. pro? No, you no. have to take a break. Oh, we can take it a Maj break. Maj in the studio. He's living his life. He's not even looking at us right now. He's nah. like, I'll go in the I'll go in the room, and I'll still participate, he told me. So we're going to take a break. Yep. And we'll come back. We're going to keep going. This is gold.
2: It's late, and you just finished a full day of work. Your equipment is done for the day, and tomorrow bright and early, you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly, but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parks.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today. Parks.cat.com.
0: While we're back, and I'm doing the shout-out back into it, Maz just looked over and realized he hasn't been listening for 45-odd minutes, and that's okay (laughs)
2: we're here with Jim
0: Jerome, and you don't have to reintroduce your guests because it's a podcast, when I was doing the thing with Gregor, he'd keep reintroducing himself at the top of the hour, and I'm like, dude... Yeah, you're not on radio. You're not no. on the radio anymore. And the, the lifetime of
4: habits that he's had ingrained to him is very interesting. The most heartbreaking moment uh, when I, I did radio was when, uh, when the boss came and said, listen, okay, this is how people listen to the radio, okay? They listen eight minutes at a time. Yeah. So that's why you're repeating everything every eight minutes, you know. And I, I found that really difficult in radio. So you hear it, at, you got to introduce the bit at 5.30, and then again at 6, we got to talk about whatever it was the night before.
2: So
0: what do you think about podcasting as a medium? As a guy who's done, you were sort of podcasting before podcasting by doing things remote from your home. Yeah. You don't have to drive into the station. You don't have to see Brenda in accounting and Phil at the front desk or whatever it is. Yeah. Do you like podcasting? Is I, it something I do. Cool? Like, I
4: was always a third guy yeah. like this, okay, where you're a host yeah. and you're, you're the expert. Well, actually the
0: host, but he's, God knows what he's doing there. He's talking about the Yankees or something. He's yeah. not yeah. paying attention. It yeah. reminds me of
4: me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. yeah, it's like I may not be the smartest, the talented, the funniest, or the most... Where was I going with that? <laughs> um, but you were the third guy. Yeah. So I was the third guy. So I got to react. Yeah. I had a dream job. It's yeah. like the guy come in and Tiger Woods comes out and says he knocked down 110 women. Yeah. You know, so that's what's on. Thank you, God. I can talk about this. That <laughs> was months and months out. of material. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I got to react to it. You know, I didn't have to say, yeah, you guys have tougher jobs. Or you got to set the tone, yeah. set the scene. Um, we're lucky because no one's listening. No. Like if I was actually no, getting- you got No, you got listeners. You got downloads no, no, no.
2: If or I was getting, cross if I was something getting, or something. We're getting cross, cross Those are the hardest
0: ones to get. No. If I was getting tweets or MySpaces or faxes from people being like, I'm listening to your show. It's terrible. It's hot. I'd be a little bit more vulnerable. I've never listened to a second of it. I won't listen to a second of it. And I'm oblivious to everyone's opinion. Yeah. So
4: this is fucking easy as far as I'm concerned. That's the, and I hated that. They called them, uh, they called them air checks. Yeah. So when you're, when the program is trying to explain something, like like Jerome, you got to shut your mouth. You got to let other people talk. You fucking interrupt all the time. You know, it's like, no, no. He goes, okay, fine. Listen to the show and go, ah, no. Ah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, it's like finding your parents I'm having sex. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um, but podcasts are, I, I mean, they. it's again, uh, you know, back to social media, you better have something to say, yeah. you know, in them. Uh, you can't. Uh, I find there's a tendency for, for people to do podcasts just saying, we'll just get on there and we'll just go fuck around like crazy. Well, you're going you're gonna to lose. You're
0: going to lose in the end. Mm-hmm. And you were yeah. saying before the show, I listen to your podcast. You need some structure. It's a hot mess.
4: And we were like, please give us more. Yeah, yeah, but, tell but, us what but you do. got way more than you got way more than the guys who, who come on with no presence. Sure. Okay. Presence is the 90% of the deal. Right. Guys like you who don't uh, care what you say, no. uh, you're intelligent, smart, and all that this shit. This remains to you seen? Um, but so the podcast now. It, I mean, you got to know. You have to know something because uh, we were saying earlier the shock radio thing is done. It's been. It, it Howard Stern was the guy who started it, mm-hmm. and the planet went upside down. You know this, is and crazy. he's
0: interviewing Robert
4: Plant now and shit. Yeah. Like he's yeah. gone so far away from fart. Well, Day. he went on to a talent show or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was yeah, No one could believe. But that days now, now everyone does it. Mm-hmm like a lot of things. It's worn yeah. off. It's like, like if a guy novel. goes, look at this look at this iPhone I have. Yeah. Well, dude, there's been eight more since then. Yeah. You know, the guy has a, the and and that's the same I think with the shock stuff. So, you can't just get on the radio and go fuck this, fuck that and people go, you got to listen to that guy he says fuck all the time. Right? Well, everyone does. Everyone does, you know, so.
0: Is now this is a good question. I I like to ask this to a lot of people, you know, do you think that like, for example, the NHL, is it fundamentally better or worse than it was in 1985 when you rolled into Edmonton with a truck full of Molson Canadians right. and a For the Oilers logo on the side of it, right? Which to me is like the heyday of heydays. Was it better then or is it better now?
4: Well, I was a part of that. You know, I was right there getting all the rebounds with everyone else around the city. Were you? Know, you all know, yeah, dreams, oh, sure you know? uh, um, But again, then dream. you could only watch a game once a week. Yeah. You know, uh, a game, so when you did see them, I mean, it was was exceptional, you know. Now you can watch 10 a night. I always want to know, like, the secrets of being at, like, David's Pub in 1987
0: and, like, Messier shoots a... Champagne cork into the roof. Sadly, every single person involved with the 1980s Oilers at some point made a blood oath not to discuss it after 1989
4: ended. Yep. and so we never get to know. Yeah, I'll tell you what's the big difference with the What I see now, now I'm too old to be around Connor McDavid and these guys. But I think but we're the team, too old to be around Connor McDavid. But the but yeah. team essentially yeah. is so Edmonton now has had the two best hockey players in the world. Yeah, the city. Yeah. Okay. Of course, in Wayne. And, and arguably, maybe Mark Messier and Yari Curry and Paul Coffey. You're going to throw Lemieux in that yeah. pile, well, maybe? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's an old argument. Sure. But, but so this city has sort of the same thing. They got another Wayne Gretzky here coming. Mm-hmm. For, forget whether he's better or not. I don't want to get a fucking argument about we'll never stats. Know. But um, the team back then, uh, in 1985, is they would plan on doing something. Okay, it's like we're all going to go to the sidetrack. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a good band playing. Uh, eight guys from the team would show up, eight of them. Mm hmm. You know Kevin Lowe and, and Mark and uh, uh, Paul Coffey and Grant Fira like they they ran in packs mm-hmm. you know, Glenn Anderson they ran in packs you know uh, I don't I don't see much of that anymore you know now I don't hang I don't hang around them but those guys were thick as thieves when they won the Stanley Cup nine of them went to Greece mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. Uh, when you went down to David's you were talking about David's you went in there there'd be six seven guys there yeah well that's what I heard like yeah. I heard that back in the day because you had a measure of privacy yeah
0: not everybody with a phone, was CNN. Good point. Right? Good point. And like we're involved in a bar downtown called The Pint. Yeah. And The Pint, one of the things that we want to do is we want to make sure the Oilers are there. Right. Because we love the Oilers. Right. But we have a series of protocols for our security staff to follow
4: when the Oilers come in. And that is seal the room. Yeah, and and probably because sorry, Milky. There was a Milky. It's just funny because there's, there's a guy in Ottawa named Milky on oh, the radio. Right that's now. all right. God like bless him. Better. Great name. So oh, yeah, probably gets Excellent left choice. And right. Rebounds, if you will. Oh, <laughs> uh,
3: rebound. Uh, <laughs> it's weird though because you brought up the pint, and there was times where we run in kind of the same circles as the players. We've had events. Not at the me, pint. just you. Right, Wani never there. Yeah, we've had events at the pint where the players show up, and then we'll kind of get. Pushed into a corner with them I'm kind of walking around like what the hell am I doing here I don't want to talk to anybody First of all I'm the kind of person that I would never want to bother somebody When they're out having a good time with their buddies
0: Mm -hmm. Pussy you gotta get right in their face Be drunk shove them around Tell them they need to shoot more Tell me how you did that thing, Connor. You're nothing. When I was 12, one time I played against Hensky's cousin in an international tournament, (laughs) and I shit kicked that kid. You're awful. Can I I have a shot? But
4: I love you. Can you
3: sign my jersey and bang my girlfriend, please? (laughs) But anyway, there was the last time I can think about. There was nothing even going on. We were just in the room, and yet I look past where the security is, past the velvet rope, so to speak, and there's. 15 people with their camera phones just taking pictures and snapping away. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm laughing to myself because they're like, some assholes in my picture with Conor McDavid in the background, and what is he even doing there? Back then, there was no camera phones. There was Most people didn't even have a camera.
4: Yeah, and two things. One is uh, you'll often hear uh, what you just said earlier, that that people will say, they're just a guy, just leave them alone, and all that stuff, right? Uh, every person I've ever heard say that who actually ends up in the room with Conor McDavid gets fucked up. See, that's why I don't ever meet oilers because right. I'll never embarrass myself. Yeah. I told the
3: story last week of when uh, Jason Greger introduced me to Ryan Smith,
4: and I was just kind I of, remember that I, I was just kind of
3: gazing that. at him from afar, thinking to myself, "I'm just going to know that he's over there.
4: Yeah. I'm not going to say a word." Yeah, they're icons, you know. they they if people just admit. It's a rush to to meet them, you know. 100%. It's like guys that Wayne Gretzky kicked around here for you know all those years. And Guys, we just what, what's the big deal? Oh what's, my God, what the, are you talking about, it's yeah, Wayne Gretzky? Yeah. Right, exactly. You know, so that that's one of the problems. The other one is I think management now. Like back in the day, the brothers took the cup. We've all heard that to, to bars, and they did. Yeah. They took up to the Bruin Inn, was an old place in Saint Albert. Uh, they brought in, it into a strip joint. You know, all, all sorts of stuff. It was cool. And they, like I said earlier, they traveled in packs. Um, I think since social media, when the two guys from the Blackhawks got caught mm. in the back of a limo mm-hmm. with, with the, snapping the pictures, mm-hmm. uh, there's been all sorts of shit. You know, like I was at an event with Kiefer Sutherland, okay, a few years ago. Mm. Big event. Yeah, the Cortnall brothers put it on. Oh. And he was super nice all day. Okay, super nice. Posing for It was just, a, you know, this crazy day of golf and dinner and lunch and thing in a bar after with a bunch of guys. yeah. yeah, all, yeah. all organized. And uh, he was super nice. And at the posing for pictures with everyone, you know, girls asked him to kiss him on the cheek and shit like that and he mm-hmm. did it. And then he was someone where he was in a place where he wasn't where you weren't allowed to take pictures. It was roped off. And someone snapped a fucking picture. And he went ballistic. He jumped on the coffee table, grabbed the guy, threw him down, grabbed this phone and smashed it to shit. Awesome. And,
2: yeah, it Just was like fuzzy. Jack Bauer would yeah. do. Yeah, it was cool. It yeah. was cool.
3: He doesn't uh, want to get caught jumping but, into a tree again. That's what that is. <laughs>
4: but he was nice. Like, he said, hey, the deal was, yeah. I posed all fucking day for yeah. pictures, you know, so don't do it. I think today the management is getting involved. So you get, you get John Daly from the PGA Tour goes out there and says, I'm, I'm quitting. I want to go sit in the Hooters tent mm-hmm. and, and quit his round of golf. And the PGA is going, you can't fucking <laughs> do this. You know, it, it's a little different, the PGA, because they're individual guys. But I think the NHL, too, has seen what can happen with this stuff. So I think management is probably getting involved saying, just like you pointed out, what's the security setup here for this deal at the mm-hmm, pint mm-hmm, that guys are doing and who's going where Well, they've most. never contacted That's us. That's the main difference. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, my whole thing with the pint was that in the day and age we live where you've got now millions of dollars in the mix. Whereas back in the day, 1985, what was like a
4: non-good oiler making in 1985? So there used to be a thing called the Sourdough Raft Race here. It was part of Klondike days. Yeah. Okay? yeah. And companies built rafts and we floated down the river. Sure. It was, a, it was just a slobbering contest. It was a riot. <laughs> Kevin Lowe, uh, who we we're all friends with, and Molson, and he did some stuff for Molson. So he had a, he had a meeting with Glenn Sayre on the Saturday morning before he jumped on the raft. Okay. He was going to come and float down the river for four hours. Yeah. Anyway, he had a me I'll never forget. So you're talking 1986 or 7, somewhere in there. Anyway, he came down, jumped onto the raft, and uh, out of the side of his mouth, you know, he was going, Jimmy, shake hands with a millionaire. And I said, no fucking way. He goes, yes, sir. 250 a year for four years. So In 87? 87. 87, Okay. yeah. Wow. Uh, Dave Lumley, I just did a gig, gig with Dave Lumley. His, fi- his was 150 grand. his last year of playing in the NHL. Wow. He's older than I am, but... Uh, so Wayne, Wayne, Wayne probably made a million bucks at, at the highest, and he was still he king, hit, like, of king of kings because he was yep. making endorsement money, right? Or his first—he uh, he, w- he might have been the first million. Well, uh, apparently, uh, Bobby Hall was the first million-dollar guy. I thought it was Derek uh, Sanderson, maybe over the guy who had the Rolls. Years. Remember,
0: he bought a Rolls Royce yeah. and he drove out and he ran out of gas.
4: Or he go yeah, <laughs> that's the way to or do. Or he go it. to Hawaii with nothing, but he went on a golf trip and buy all the buy everyone yeah. clubs for everybody trips. for the whole entourage. Uh, but a million bucks a year, I think, was Wayne probably was the first guy. So,
0: having thought about that, like the lifestyle of a guy, a lot of times now, too, people are coming to North America from a foreign country. Right. They got millions of dollars on the line. Right. They're away from home. Yeah. I think they just lock it down when they're not in a game situation now. And everybody's drinking the pink, doing push-ups, and going to bed.
4: Yeah, right. like with those guys, stretching was you know, <gasps> uh, you know that's a, there, <laughs> yeah. there was none of that physical thing. Uh, you know, there's a guy who won a golf tournament the other day, Pat Perez, who's fat, yeah, overweight, sure. and and said, "Fuck off! I don't exercise and I eat all I want and I just won that 1.6 million in a tournament." You know, uh, the, you're right. Back in those days, nobody exercised. Yeah, nobody did any of that stuff. So that's all different. Uh, the game, you're, you're right about. You're, you've got way more invested now because they're eight, nine, ten million dollar contracts. Yeah. So. You better be in the gym, maybe. I mean, arguably, is it, is it, is it working? You lifting weights eight hours a day, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what. The, game, uh, the game, you know what, I, I, I do a podcast, yeah. you know, Jungle Talk, one-on-one, and I always end up in that, that fucking trap of asking, you know, what do you think about the state of the game today yeah, sure. Right to a, to a player? And even though that's a stupid, innocuous, lame question, it's interesting that their ans- most of the answers are all the same. Yeah, fuck. I don't know. It's pretty good. Still. Well, because they weren't in both eras. I think that's yeah, the whole thing. But right? the game itself, like they're like, yeah. How, how the hell does Leon Dreisaitl know what a
0: outlet pass in 1988 looked like? Right. I got yeah, yeah. No or, idea. Oh, well, I think it's great. Nine million. Thank you. Everything's fine. Yeah.
4: yeah and back in uh, the the biggest difference, I think a lot of guys will say was you could you could take a guy's fucking head off before they mm-hmm. called the a penalty. Yeah. That's yeah. Craig Simpson. How his back is in front of the in front of the net in the 80s. Yeah. Where guys chopped at him. You know the clutch and grab. You know. Well, we, do, we were even talking. That's about gone. It?
3: We were talking about Leon dreisaitl has been out for a week plus now with concussion plot swollen eye. Yeah. Back in the 80s he's playing the next day.
4: Well, that that and uh yeah, but but the guys were a lot smaller back then, right? The guys now are giants. They're yeah. they're they're drafting and the you got to be 6'1 to get drafted. Yeah. You know, uh the the guys are so much smaller, you know, they they uh um, the game was less fierce, you know? It's like I don't
3: know about that. Those wood twigs—they're swinging around like crazy.
4: Yeah, I, well, that's true. Uh, I mean, the biggest, the big, one of the biggest changes in the game is there's a new rule this year that came in. You can hardly touch the guy with your blade or your stick now. Yeah, you know, which is even, you know, a bigger extension from you couldn't touch him at all. You know, or uh, you, if you hooked your stick around a guy, now you're getting you're getting called for it. Back back in the day. You could fucking ram your stick right up the pants of the guy, you know. Before <laughs> you know, before you could do it. So.
3: Even I think in the '90s, that famous hit where Mark Messier came blindsided, Mike Madano, KO'd him, and he got dropped on the stretcher. I remember Rockham, Sock'em Six or whatever it was. The Don Cherry. Oh, when they
4: dropped him, going to the ambulance, exactly. That.
3: <laughs> yeah, and everybody laughs about it. Oh, look, At Mike Madano got dropped off a stretcher after Messier caved his head
4: in. Yeah, yeah. Screw you, Madano. That That hit now? apparently Messier broke a guy's leg, a Russian guy's leg behind the net. Yeah, I mean, that hit now is a 5-10 game suspension. Right, right. Right. So And fighting, there's not half as much fighting as there used to be, right? No, we're the HockeyFights.com guys. And so we can actually
0: track over time how the fights go down. Cool. And it's so funny because the NHL is, like, terrified to promote fighting. And fair enough, right? There's a lot of concussion issues yeah, yeah, and yeah.
4: liability. Blah, blah, blah. Argument for another day. Yeah. It is,
0: HockeyFights.com is one of the top 2,000 YouTube channels yeah. of all time. Interesting. 375 million views of our content. I do not believe you, Gary Bettman, personally, which I'm sure he's listening, when you say people don't like Hockey Fights. Because oh. the 375 million views of Hockey Fights content on YouTube tells me differently. Just right.
3: be in the arena when a great fight breaks out. Tell me people don't like it.
0: And I don't understand because they're like, oh, violence is so terrible and nobody likes violence. And then Dana White flies overhead in his solid gold <laughs> UFC <laughs> jet. He's like, that's right. Nobody likes fighting. Excuse or, or, me.
4: or or, uh, or Or YouTube or Facebook videos. Yeah. The ones you stop at are the fucking. Hey, this is a real street fight. here. Oh yeah, street fight. a bit I follow only Russian fighting accounts it's on it's Instagram. Correct. fight. Yeah. It's
0: fantastic. You got to watch it. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, I got to fuck off. I got to go. go. What's going on? This is like live stuff. You got to go. We do this again? I would love to. Can we do it again? Baggy wow. milk. Thoughts. 100 percent. Ah,
3: good time. It's nice to have a pro in the room. It is. It oh, makes fuck. me feel way less stressed. pro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Normally, we have some lulls and maybe yeah. some dead air, and then you just filled them. We like- romantically lock eyes a, three yeah. or four times an episode. There was none of that sexual
0: tension
4: in this room. No, <laughs> really nice. No, it was nice. It was really like nice. a both. A, there was a release both ways. It was a nice break. I got to yeah. go manscaped. I got to manscape now, not because- uh, yeah, um, the pattern are you doing? Not because my bag hair is <laughs> getting long, because <laughs> it's, gr- it's gray. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst manscaping ever. It's hey. terrible. Well,
0: we'll leave Gray you bag hair. It's awful. That sounds like a sequel to your name you could roll out in a little while. Or at the very well, least a ba- metal yeah.
4: yeah. Thanks for great. being on the show. Had awesome, a
0: really you guys. Good time. Thanks guys. really yeah. We're Let's shaking hands. This isn't for faking, he's yeah. actually
2: leaving. It's late, and you just finished a full day of work. Your equipment is done for the day and tomorrow bright and early, you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly, but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parks.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need when you need it. Order today. Parks.cat.com. Baggy milk. Yes, we're back.
0: Yes, I don't even know what ad we just aired. No, like we you have. We got
3: a, so many sponsors. We do
0: coming, but we don't right now. Mash, come on in on the air. Favorite friend of the show, Mark Maggio, just walked in. Hey, hey. Hello,
5: everyone. It's like we need a laugh track. Yeah. This little, like a sitcom, like I'm walking in. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he talked enough, boys. I really liked yeah, him. Yeah, well, he was great. No, he's he's a clearly the guy who's been talking a lot longer than all of us combined. Yeah, yeah. No, it was Very good interesting. Stuff. Good stuff. It was very, great for really me because I just
3: got to sit here and listen, and it was like story time, and I got to cross my legs, and no, it was he, nice. Yeah, was Light good. a fire
5: in the corner? Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy. Good. What'd you guys I- learn talking to Jim Jerome. Well, I've been watching a lot of Russian prison
0: documentaries lately because I don't know any girls. And I was watching this thing last night really late at night. And they are talking about how cells are built for 10 people. And there's like 35 people in these cells. And so what they say you do is that not everybody gets to sit down at the same time. Not everybody gets to stand up at the same time. Not everybody gets to lay down at the same time. But when the king walks in, and you can look at Russian prison tattoos and know who's who. We can read them as like a story. When the king walks into the cell, he's given his space. Really? That's how I felt when Jim Jerome walked in. I yeah. felt like he had Russian prison tattoos, and as I read them, I'm like, friends with Grinsky, we're hung out with the Oilers, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go lie down in the corner of the cell and wait for this guy to tell me when I'm allowed to stand up, like, he's a pro.
3: He's Absolutely, a pro. He, and he knows things, too. Oh, yeah. Looking at him, you know he knows You things. know he knows. Sinister it. things.
0: Fearless, right? Like, to be yeah. like, oh, I used to drink, oh, I used to do this, I used to do that. I like people who don't give a fuck. Right now, when he was talking about the pride parade and everything up, I'm like, oh, my God, if anybody listened to this podcast, <laughs> they're going to have our balls in a vice. But I think in a day and age where people are scared to give their opinions. Yeah. Having a guy like that with some fire.
5: It's incredibly hard to to give an opinion in public and actually stand by it, you yeah. know, especially in this day and age. That's he's there's less and less people like that that still do that. So, no, I, I yeah, was just sit back. I enjoyed it as much as you guys did. Yeah. Because- and, he, and you know before we
0: went on the air he was giving us like really good advice like you guys don't know what you're doing and your talking is all mixed up and I can't tell who's who cuz you all sound the same and stuff like that and I think for us cuz we want to be in the podcast game for a long time being around people who are pros is really, really important, right? Because you're not in a ra- radio station. You're not doing the traditional route. It's I think I liked about his story. It was like, one day I was driving a truck full of beer, and the next day me and Kevin Lowe were doing the Macarena at the Sidetrack yeah. Cafe. What? <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? Because I know a lot of people driving truck that didn't end up becoming in commercials with Wayne Gretzky. It
5: sounds like he's lived a life like Forrest Gump a little bit, hasn't he? Yeah. Like he's oh, just totally. sitting down on, on a bus stop and just starts talking and yeah. roll the tape. We got
0: to get him back. Because, like, we were talking the other day, Bag Milk, about, you know, getting, we have a Canucks Army podcast now. And it's on the radio. <laughs> yep. Boom. Flames Nation, do we have
3: one? Uh, coming. Coming. Mm-hmm.
0: Is it called coming? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: That's controversy when Jim Jerome leaves.
3: Uh, we've got the <laughs>
0: Jets Nation one. No? Yep. Yeah? Yep. Who's doing that art?
3: Uh No. Uh The boys at Jess Nation do one. It's just called the Jess Nation Podcast. Okay. And then the Winged Wheel Podcast. Winged
0: Wheel. knew about that one. And then the Least Nation?
3: Yeah, Leafs Nation has one as well.
0: Yeah. So the site missing, Hockey Fights, which is a travesty, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. We need an Oilers Nation Podcast. Yeah. And as much as, you know, I'd love it to be this show, I think- talking about Oilers Nation-centric things and the Oilers at all times. There's a show for that, and I'd like to try and find new voices to work with so that it isn't just, like, the perpetual echo chamber of, like, Brownlee's angry and Gregor knows the inside dirt, and Low (laughs) Tide's talking about the 50s, right? Like, you got to introduce new voices into the choir. And I think because the nation's turning 10 years old in November, it gets harder and harder as you go along to add new people in, but then what happens is you calcify. Right, You don't change, you don't bend, you don't have a new voice, and you're like, everything we're saying is continuing to be correct because we got rid of everybody who opposed us. Like a guy like Jim Jerome goes on your show and starts talking all kinds of shit. That's great. That's like a whole new voice and a whole new uh point of view that I think is really interesting.
5: I think this is the longest podcast in real life history as well. Well, we'll edit out most of no, Jim. He wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> to be honest. I'm going to run it all straight. A nice yeah. rolling start. to Everything is how we're going to run that. No, it was a good voice. Yeah, let's shut
0: her down. It's great. It's Jason Gregor's birthday today. Happy it birthday, is. Jason Gregor, if you're hearing this. First of all, I apologize.
5: Secondly, tweet at him. Happy belated birthday, Gregor. Hope you enjoyed yourself. But before we get out of here, yeah. I do have a there's a story that broke over the week and that made me think about this. Oh, a nice. story bro- while we were in here, no, like what happened? Did you guys hear about the Montreal police? What they did over the weekend? Go they, ahead. They wrote a ticket to a gentleman who was not distracted driving, but was singing Gonna Make You Sweat by C and C Music Shut Factory. The fuck? What was the ticket for? Uh like distur- some taste? Disturbing the peace and like peace and tranquility. So it was $150 for singing C and C Music Factory. He said I like pulled that off and got a bottle of water and saw the sirens behind me and that's it, so it reminded me of the Pet Shop Boys. It's a good oh, thing you weren't belting to Pet Shop Boys, or else it would have been another $150. Uh, I was, I was singing at the top
0: of my lungs. Maybe that's what it I was. had my <laughs> phone up, and I was... Two thumb texting. They told me that was the issue. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous that we live in an era where you can't sing CNC music. Factory. Especially
3: Montreal, like the land of smoking smoked yeah. meat and like strip clubs everywhere. The cop like, walks up to your car with like an open bottle yeah, of wine right. and a four cigarette. Four
5: cops. The story was there was four policemen. Two on. on each side came up, and the, the gentleman said the police were nice. Like they were like guns out ready to take him out. But and he said he took it with stride. He's like, well no shit I'm going to fight this ticket as I was clearly just and in. Tra- Four
3: cops, it's like a super trooper situation. to like, like go like, sneaking meows in there. Imagine even you know I mean?
0: rapping along to, you can't touch this? They would have had to call the SWAT <laughs> oh. team in. Well, I go to court for that on the 26th. Ooh, wow. And I actually want to leave town, and I can't. Because I have a fucking court date, and this is some <laughs> this bullshit. Is, it's an actual true thing, though. Yeah, okay? like yeah, yeah. Actually yeah. Cannot so I will let you know how this goes when I beat the rap. I'm going to walk I out like wait. Tupac in a Red Wings jersey, just crip walking out of there. Singing,
3: like like, going to make you sweat. Yeah, nice. pulled C-C over C-C again in the parking factory. lot, thrown back in the clink. Ah, uh, be better, Montreal uh, police. Okay. Yeah, That Come made on, me sing, c and Music Factory?
5: Yeah. It's a good tune to sing, too. Like, who hasn't sung, going to make you sweat? I think if you're going to go down for something like this, it's good to be listening to
0: Garbage. Yeah. That's true, actually. Right. Yeah. If you're like, it's the new Taylor Swift, look what you made me do. Yeah. That's a little bit of a pussy thing to get pulled over to. But like from the old back library, the old G jams you're listening to. And you
5: know that guy was probably thinking back. Like, I remember when I was nineteen in the clubs and this was new, and yeah. I was I know I am angry. I'm a French
0: Montreal cop and I don't get any wine with my breakfast. I'm gonna pull you over. Oh. That made me
5: think that's well, that's that's all I can contribute to the show, boys.
0: If you're listening, like Jim told us, we got to get feedback. If you're listening, tweet Majo and tell him, hey, this is the worst song to get pulled over to.
5: And also, too. Uh, If you want a shout-out on the podcast, tweet us. Yeah, Yeah. that's right, because I shouted out
0: the guy from the arena, and then we're going to... See, this is what Jim Jerome, my new best friend, was telling. we got to have fucking structure. We can't be absent-minded, and one day we do a shout-out, and then the next day we forget,
5: and I know it's me that's leading the league in problems. So starting next week, we'll do shout-outs. If you want a shout-out, why do you you deserve a shout-out? Tweet us. And what song would you be
0: most (laughs) embarrassed to get pulled over? That's what I want to know.
3: If you're getting arrested right now, if Mm -hmm. you're being pulled over, what is the last song you want? the cops to roll up to your car and, you, and you, the, you know, when the window goes down what's coming out? That's what I want to know.
0: Genius. Hanson
3: what? Distillery, thank
0: yes. you.
5: Shout out to Hanson, boys. We're going to
0: have some ads made. I wrote them today and I sent them to your office and I said, in the absence of having real ads what do you think of these babies? We are inching closer to our new three sponsors, actually.
5: Mm-hmm. We can't wait. More news to come. There, this has been fun, boys.
0: Good times. We learned a lot today. We laughed, we cried, we listened to stories about Kevin Lowe being a millionaire. Times.
2: Peace. See
0: you next week.